0: In 2002, Eric Lewald and Mike Maliani adapted Brad Wright and Jonathan Glasner's 1997 adaptation of a 1994 Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich movie. We are the D-Geeks, and we should have closed our irises for this one. We are the Deke Geeks, I'm Mark I'm Avery And this is the show where two friends go through the Deke back catalogue and endure
1: Yeah, endure Endure Definitely endure
0: uh, And this week we will looking at Stargate Infinity A uh, MGM Deke co-production based on the Stargate universe, sort of How is
1: this Deke but not the power team? <laughs> It just the power team seems like a thing dick would do this does team, not seem i like don't a know
0: thing. i mean this is the same uh, era as evolution
1: true true and it
0: looks like evolution it came before evolution it shows yeah <laughs> um but, but before we get ahead of ourselves and jump right into the program what do you remember growing up of stargate
1: I pretty much just remember that it used to be on on Channel 4 in the kind of midday period uh, on the programming block T4 for teenagers. And I think I must must have tried watching it a couple of times and completely failed. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's just SG-1 was on on Channel 4 occasionally.
0: Channel, Well, you say occasionally. It was pretty much constant.
1: At least an episode a day, yeah. Yeah, two or three episodes uh,
0: per morning in many
1: cases. It goes along with, like, uh, One Tree Hill and the O.C. and uh, Smallville and that sort of thing. Generally, that's what it was paired up with.
0: Yes, um... They just kept sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. Which to be is,
1: fair, there's a lot of it. So
0: well, there's about two hundred and something episodes of uh, SG One.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then a
0: third of hundred uh, of Atlantis, and probably about fifty-ish of Infinity. Mm. There's a lot of SG One. Mostly, I remember Stargate as being the sci-fi TV show that wasn't Star Trek. Yeah,
1: that's also a pretty good which description is pretty of it. Which
0: pretty much what it was. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely watched it a few times, mm-hmm. but it kind of went in one ear and out the other. Yeah, that's pretty much um, what I remember
1: when I tried to watch it. All I, I remember was the big gate, and it was this kind of sci-fi spacey kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, thing. it's all
0: about the big flashy gate, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the big flashy gate, which is a really cool prop. Hmm. Uh, and then a team of scientists and adventurers and military who travel through the gate investigating planets or something. And there were just lots of it. Um, I do remember an episode in which they got stuck on a second Stargate on Earth. And that was basically half the team dealing with the apparent death of the other half of the team whilst the other half of the team desperately tries to survive in Arctic conditions. It was a bottle episode, but it was well-written. But that's the only episode of Stargate right, SG-1 sure. that I remember any detail about. Great. Stargate uh, Infinity is not Stargate SG-1.
1: No. I, I think that's quite clear from the yeah. get-go. Well, all that's said that and done. Let's uh, get on with this history bit, shall we? Just so we can get it out of the way.
0: In late 2001, the sci-fi series Stargate SG-1 was in trouble. Whilst the series was still popular and profitable, it was about to be dropped by its network Showtime. Thanks to a deal in which MGM were allowed to release the series to syndication as mere six months after broadcast, it was no longer bringing Showtime new subscriptions. This however, gave MGM the freedom to pursue other avenues. Whilst the show would eventually find a home on the sci-fi channel, Fox was in need of eye-catching programming for its new Foxbox children's channel and when the network launched on September fourteenth, two 2002, Stargate Infinity was pushed front and centre. Action meets education in an animated series based on MGM's successful sci-fi movie and television franchise Stargate, reads the original press release. Fully compliant with the FCC Children's Television Act, Stargate Infinity reunites the team responsible for such acclaimed educational programming as the multi-award-winning Captain Planet and Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego. The show lasted for 26 episodes before being cancelled due to lack of interest. Stargate SG-1 itself would continue for another five seasons and spawned two separate spin-offs running for a further seven between them. So yeah, Stargate Infinity. Oh boy oh boy, um, oh boy oh boy oh boy do you actually remember much about this? We watched this a few hours ago uh
1: is this in like do I remember things about the show yeah uh that we watched today the four episodes because this
0: hasn't left much of an impression on me
1: I remember I mean like i I, I, rem- I remember
0: details yeah uh I remember there being characters yeah. I don't remember them being characters. Merely... There might have been a plot line in it? Um, yeah, I mean... Maybe? The, the first three episodes definitely were an arc, uh, an extremely shallow arc, but th- they were an incone- interconnected plot. This doesn't do very well at making a good first impression, does it?
1: No, it really doesn't. It kind of throws you into things without really explaining stuff beforehand.
0: yeah. But even then, none of it feels real. In what sense? In that, I mean, it it tries so hard in the first episode to create kind of this believable vision. Sorry, just to, uh, (laughs) before we get ahead of ourselves, it's based in a slightly, it's kind of 20 years in the future from... uh,
1: SG one. Yeah, twenty
0: thirty. Yeah. It might be thirty or forty years in the future from SG one, where pretty much the same things are happening. It's still SG one, yeah. but no, but now they have slightly more interesting aliens. Fucking
1: If the aliens in Infinity are the slightly more interesting ones, then I dread to think what the aliens are like in SG one.
0: In SG one, the main alien guy is just a black guy with a gold letter on his forehead. Ah. Yeah. Ha. Huh. Yeah.
1: Teal'c, I think his name is. So it's kind of basically like a Rimmer-type character, but not white.
0: No, think what would happen if you were created Worf, but didn't have any wigs or prosthetics. Right. That's Teal'c. (laughs) Ha.
1: Yeah, okay, I see what you're coming from there. So you're seeing that Stargate didn't really kind of have kind of like a, a q type character to kind of really pop it off or anything um
0: i'm saying that stargate stargate was kind of cheap yeah yeah i mean it was probably. expensive to produce but compared to say tng mm they were definitely working on a budget, and then, of course, they were working on even more of a budget when they moved to the sci-fi network.
1: To be fair, TNG is also working on a budget for the initial season.
0: Yes, very much so. <laughs> Just
1: spraying down people with, like, fucking fire extinguisher Yeah. to that's... indicate Frozen. Oh, good lord, I forgot about that. It's a good episode. But It's um... the first episode with Q. That's why it's a good episode.
0: But with uh, with this, we start... We're kind of shown SG-1. Are we? Yes. That's where this. Um, that's where the Stargate is.
1: Oh, okay. SG-1... This was never said. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is all things that are in play. That's the thing. This show kind of seems to assume you already watch SG-1 and know things about that's Stargate before so you, don't, you go so into it. So you
0: didn't it. understand any of the first episode?
1: I understood a vague amount of the yeah, episode. Yeah. I understood what happened in the episode. But here's the thing. It doesn't actually tell you anything or introduce anything from Stargate in this cartoon. It assumes you already know everything, like all the basic stuff about Stargate in the first place.
0: Yeah. Which,
1: considering it's a cartoon aimed at kids, uh, well, that's, uh, you fucked it. Yeah. Because kids ain't gonna be watching Stargate. If they're gonna be watching any sci fi thing, it's gonna be Trek.
0: <laughs> uh, in two thousand and actually it'd be nineteen ninety seven when it first launched, so Oh yeah, Voyager. Yeah. Yeah, they'd totally be watching Voyager, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um with the funny aliens. Yeah. Which have budget for their mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay. Well in that case, um I mean
1: even then, like, there's a high chance that like Either original series or TNG was showing on repeats on the various channels that you could get.
0: Yeah, completely. Regardless, so, you know. the the first episode introduces to us to our cast, sort of. Um, and I mean, it doesn't really introduce. It's just kind of like there they are. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, the only the only person it makes any effort to introduce is uh, Gus Bonner.
1: Yes, the main who, big, like, the team leader, basically. He's
0: kind of, he's the grizzled veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and,
1: who has a kind of a scar over, like, his uh, left eye, which at times looks like a scar, and other times looks like a rad lightning bolt tattoo, like he's in a fucking glam rock band.
0: Yeah, depends who was painting the uh, cell at yeah. the time. <laughs> Uh, he... I'm just thinking, just give him long hair. He would
1: be a glam rocker. He
0: <laughs> would, would just be gemming the holograms
1: again, man. Oh, dear. It's all you need. Bonner play guitar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, regardless, Bonner gets um, framed for a crime that he didn't commit by a shape-shifting alien who has somehow come in to SG-1. and
1: Yeah, that's also a thing that's never explained. How the fuck did the shapeshifter get there in the first place?
0: They're there, that's the important thing. One, okay, who knows? considering the... this,
1: one thing I noticed about Stargate SG-1 here, or rather well, the ship, rather, that they're on... It's not a ship. Well, whatever the fuck it's it just, is.
0: It's a military base. The it's thing that looks under... like a ship, but
1: clearly isn't a ship. It's an underground military base. Oh, wow, fancy. Right, <laughs> I don't give a shit. The thing about the place is that... They have absolutely shit security there. They have no armaments. They have nothing to defend themselves. The glass is clearly just regular glass.
0: Not even reinforced because people can just easily shoot through it. Of the people we see in the facility, the vast majority appear to be students and cadets.
1: I don't remember seeing any security guards in there no. either. And a shapeshifter somehow got in there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great start.
0: I mean, I mean, how how does the shapeshift? Um, do they scan people to make sure they who they are? I guess to be they fair, aren't. this
1: show starts with a lot of shit that no one knows about. It's just suddenly, oh, we're looking at this now. For example, the thing that basically becomes the next main character in the second episode is found within this sarcophagus. The like, kind of Egyptian star sarcophagus Which, by yes. the way Again, coming back to the never explained point I didn't know that the whole Stargate thing Was to do with ancient Like Egyptian kind of themed aliens Yes I mean This the, is never explained in the show
0: The original Stargate was kind of, the, the premise was uh, The pyramids of Egypt were built by aliens And this is the way they came to Earth Through these Stargates Mm. And on this other planet, there are still people who are descendants of uh, Egyptian slaves uh, and various other shenan- Egyptian-themed shenanigans. But without that knowledge, why does this Egyptian sarcophagus have an alien in it?
1: Yeah. And why does it kind of pop out alien style? Like a chest burst of alien style?
0: Well, that's presumably because the animators were having fun.
1: Well, probably. It's the
0: only fun they had, given their fun. (laughs) They certainly didn't have fun animating the rest of it.
1: There's so many things going on in this very first episode which require an episode beforehand to explain how shit got this way. (laughs) There is no... We know nothing about this whole event that happened with Goss... We know nothing we, about we this sarcophagus about, that appears. No, no. Well, yeah, okay. We, we know, know everything
0: about, about. We know everything about the event that happens. Yes, with but Gus. we didn't
1: see it. Is the thing
0: we are shown it in a view screen, and then we are shown. Yes,
1: but that's a CCTV footage which displays Gus in the bad light. <laughs> yes. Not actually. But then, away. what
0: actually happened is explained by the imposter
1: later on. Yeah, the later exposition on. imposter.
0: Which I believe that's all that needed to be. Gus is the character who is fully explained within the first arc. All the other characters, however... <laughs>
1: to be fair, he's the only character that needs explaining because he's the main guy.
0: Right, but everyone else is supposed to be a character and they are just given an archetype and told, go, run yeah, with it. Yeah, that's
1: true. Except for episode four, which well, by episode, deals with one yeah. of the characters past, which is like the most well, random thing.
0: yeah. <laughs> We'll um, get to that later. We'll then. get
1: to that. So we're still in episode one. Episode
0: one. Surprisingly, we're still in episode one. I. <sighs> uh, basically, we are introduced to... Initially, we're shown... We're shown
1: the other four people. I
0: mean, there's the... <sighs> What's... Okay. I've got the names I cannot... Up. Okay, okay. Let's see if I can remember any names. Okay.
1: There is the girl with the kind of... Half haircut, Skrillex cut. I can't remember what it's called. The Skrillex cut. What's her name? The pink
0: Skrillex cut. Uh, Bonner. That's her last name. (laughs) Because she is the niece of. Yes. You remember that
1: much at least. Stacy Bonner.
0: Stacy Bonner. Okay. Okay. Here's a question. This is a military facility. Mm. These are all military personnel. Mm. Why is this rebel here? her personality is 100 rebel girl with lots of r's in the girl and yet somehow she is part of this incredibly top secret facility i mean hey i mean nepotism i guess <laughs> I'd, Probably. that's the only explanation yeah even though she seems to hate her uncle for most of the first arc. Yeah, that's also one of the confusing things. She completely distrusts
1: Gus for the entire episode. Until the, the existence of the shapeshifter is revealed. And Gus goes, see? And, and fucking see. She's like, ah, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you normally expect the family member to be the one person who, who, defends, who defends their fucking lifeblood. Yeah. But no, she's a. It's over. It's done. Guilty.
1: Fucking harsh, man. Uh okay. Next character.
0: Okay. Uh the next character. Uh, which one is it?
1: Uh the one that is supposedly Native American.
0: Um
1: She has the most memorable name in my opinion. Does she? Yes. Bonner. <laughs> Seattle Montoya.
0: Oh God, Seattle Montoya. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, she is unfortunately a uh, turn of the century Native American stereotype. Mm-hmm. She has. Visions. I mean, there's. There,
1: thankfully, it's not reflected in her appearance. But the downside of that is that there's no kind of things that would indicate that she is Native American. Otherwise, no, no,
0: no. She she does look like a cubist version of Disney's Pocahontas. <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. But the only way you're going to know that she's Native American without going into either an episode in which it's stated or looking at the wiki is that she has a long nose and black hair. Yeah. Which, okay. I mean, it's nice that it's a bit of diversity to it, but you made a Native American character that has visions.
1: Yeah, she's... Got a thing where she has visions, and there's also got a bit of a Diana Troy kind of thing where she can feels like I guess like a symbiotic f- relationship uh, yeah, in a sense got, with it's, the later character who will mention
0: some sort of sensing of emotions going on. It's
1: bizarre. Um, God,
0: she's not very interesting. She no. doesn't have any characteristics other than the fact that occasionally they turn to her and say,
1: "What's she feeling, ma?" And yeah. she go. I'm feeling and kind of dread and regret. It's a deep sadness and like. Cool, thanks, same, And then she goes away. Same. <laughs> okay, now can you remember the other character, the last human being character?
0: Uh, the generic. Mickey.
1: Yeah, the generic quiet dude. Uh, RJ Harrison is his name. RJ
0: Harrison, oh god, is there not It's a a very more... much
1: the, just the most perfectly fitting name
0: for a generic arsehole white kid. I mean I I think he's supposed to be funny and relatable. Are you sure? I think he's supposed to be, he's not <laughs> He's kind of a monster. He's extremely unlikable.
1: Oh it even says in the wiki here uh he provides comic relief in the series. But no. before it says that it says, he tends to flirt with any beautiful female being he sees.
0: Okay, there are, I mean, you you can still do that in a character. You just have to make the character, A, a bit more nuanced, and B, the butt of the joke. Yeah. Because
1: otherwise, he's just a creepy dude.
0: Yeah, and he is somewhat the butt of the joke, but... He doesn't have any of the charm to back it up. He's just not likable to the audience.
1: Mm. And uh, finally, there is the only non-human, well, until episode two, the only non-human member of the team, Echo, the half alien character.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm Echo's probably the
1: most interesting. He's the most interesting. And is the most likable character. Yeah. Because there are times where he's just an asshole to the uh, other people on the team and it's beautiful. <laughs> because he's just super snarky with them he sometimes. He was getting upset I
0: about birthdays on, in episode 4.
1: Well, yeah, we'll get to episode 4. Episode 4, the good episode. We found the good episode in amongst <laughs> this, believe it or not. But um, I wouldn't yeah. say it was good. Well, but better it, than the rest. It was tolerable. Regardless, those are those characters that are introduced in the next scene after we've dealt with yeah, goss yeah. being ghost.
0: so well they're introduced before and after regardless uh you've got this cocoon that this monster thing that crawls out of it that turns out to be a friend uh and then you've got aliens who it's called want, the chrysalis by sorry the way. a chrysalis and then you've got aliens who turn out to come up and turn up and want to take this thing because they think that it's one of the ancients, do they call it, in uh, Stargate? I think it's the ancients. Something like that, yeah. Basically the progenitor race. The the, uh, the thing that built the Stargates in the first place. Yeah, and then disappeared for some reason.
1: Yeah, I don't... Why did they
0: just kind of... Ah, oh, well, that's
1: those Vels. I guess uh, we'll just kind of leave
0: now. Died out, maybe? I mean, it's hard to understand how a species that uh, has gone over that many planets can die out because you'd think there would be more of them yeah the huh you can't really have a whole apocalypse thing going on unless it's disease i guess they could have all died of the horrible disease that went through stargate so anyway we've got everything set up aliens swarm in uh a the, the shapeshifter pretends to be Bonner and tries to uh tries to frame him for more stuff and opens the gate to let the aliens in. Then there's a big shootout and Gus and the team uh escape through a uh, Stargate, only to find themselves locked out. And that's the end of episode one. I <laughs> Nothing really happened in episode... I mean, lots of things happened in episode one. It sets up the arc. It sets up an arc, but it doesn't really have a beginning, middle, and end, does it? No. It's all just a beginning.
1: Speaking of the beginning part, I just remembered, in the start of episode one, just inexplicably, there is, like, a five-minute chunk of um, two of the, like, I guess cadets, we'll call them, two of them in a kind of buggy thing being chased by some kind of deadly creature. Ah, Yes, the cold open. Yeah, the cold open into them Doing, I guess, like, something similar To holodeck training, in a sense Yeah,
0: it's just a training
1: And moment. it's just, oh, okay That happened, and it never comes back It has no bearing on the story Whatsoever, it's just there
0: Well, it's there to It's there to it's just not be not an...
1: there ed- to do anything, it doesn't introduce The characters, it doesn't lead into anything It is just there It
0: is there to be an exciting first scene And yet isn't, really. It's okay. There are better ways you could have opened this, like an explanation of the history of SG-1. A
1: history would be greatly (laughs) useful. All it needs is, in fact, you know what it would have done? The intro. The intro music could have been perfect for it. It could have gone, Oh, long ago, ancient aliens built the stargates. Now we'll what we will find to do. And they could have just easily bullshitted that through the intro for it, and it would have worked. And it would have also actually worked because that's how sci fi intros work. They introduce how the show is set up and what the entire point of the show is.
0: Um, I mean, it could have been a lecture. Yeah. They could have started it with a lecture. They could have had the rebel girl not paying attention. They could have had the science girl being all science They could have had uh, the arsehole uh, trying to chat up the girl next to him in the class.
1: Mm. It's a
0: wasted opportunity, and, really. and the alien just being really clever at the front and everyone hating him regardless because he's an alien.
1: No, because the Stargate crew actually like them.
0: Yeah, but I mean other people in the class. But that would require... Animating more than four people in in the base, and they can't possibly have that. He's a
1: Echo is an actual like part of the team. They're not going to hate him. They like yes, him. but I mean, I like, mean, what, other I don't.
0: Pe- I mean, all the people in the 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 Stargate project.
1: No, why would they? Because the whole thing is, <sighs> I guess. I mean, to be honest, I'm Everyone... interested in how he got there in the first place, but. Like, that's only briefly brushed upon in episode four, the inexplicable history of this character episode. It's like, ah, we're done with the arc. Okay, let's get on to doing this now. Okay, why?
0: Regardless, the start is not very good. And then it just continues to not be very good as they go into a planet where there are is a giant, nasty squirrel thing. Uh And... A bunch of small, cute uh, animal critter guys the in thorn. a village. The yeah, thorn.
1: They're called thorn.
0: This show has a habit of introducing weird and wonderful aliens and then doing nothing with them.
1: Yeah, the thorn just kind of sit there and be cute, and that's yeah. about it.
0: Which I mean, I guess
1: that's 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 what I want them to be doing, to be honest with and you. But the, they should take a more active
0: role. And then the guys in the next episode mostly just sit around being mud. And then the aliens in the fourth episode are an actual alien society that's quite interesting. Again, the fourth episode is a lot better than the first three. the
1: fourth episode is just kind of like a, oh, hey, we should probably do these things to make it, like, engaging? I don't know, what's that word mean?
0: We should put our science and fiction into our science fiction.
1: God... Right, yeah, so Mark's pretty much already summed up what happens in episode two. They, they <laughs> Just, That's it. Yeah, they they find a weird flying, giant flying squirrel thing that tries to kill them, and one of them vores Harrison at some point. Yeah. And then he mysteriously comes back unscathed. And uh, then they find the thorn, and, oh no, they're sick and dying. and The and chrysalis, the chrysalis Yeah, the chrysalis is coming about, and they're trying to save it from... The big bad enemy, which we've not mentioned yet, they constantly get attacked by this big bad enemy called the tlakon. T L A K Apostrophe K H A N or whatever the fuck. Tlakan. It just sounds like Clacken from Master of Orion. Well it's also
0: not quite pronounced the same by the There's various characters
1: um... it's not pronounced the same by this like the exact same characters The the main like gosh pronounces to different every single episode i'm pretty sure
0: that that would be a, a audio direction problem oh, yeah
1: but i mean like yeah so they're trying to get the chrysalis so like every episode they get attacked by them because of course they do um and then the chrysalis hatches and becomes this weird snake dragon lady, I guess, who is yeah. believed to be one of the ancients, but
0: no one fucking knows. And She's <laughs> implied to be one of the ancients, and I definitely think she's one of the ancients. Personally, I think that this would have ended with her not being one of the ancients. Probably. But we never find out because this show was cancelled after 26 episodes.
1: The... Dragon Lady doesn't have a name and supposedly the whole gimmick of her species is that someone else names them after they're born.
0: Well, to be fair, whatever. that's that's the same with our species for most people. No, because your parents
1: name you and your yeah. parents birth you. So, I guess, but like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. You don't yeah, you, you yeah okay, you don't name yourself, do you? Well, some of us you do You don't come out of your out of your out of the room going, Yo what up, I'm fucking Xavier
0: <laughs> What? Okay. Regardless, they try and come up with a name for her and then she just says, Ah, you said dragon, so I'm gonna be called Draga.
1: Yeah, it's a very lazy explanation for the name. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, also,
0: she's just said that she cannot name herself, so she chooses her name. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't notice that. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, boy. There's no through line there. <sighs> yeah, but
1: so, yeah, so she gets named, and then the clan is still there, and she, and everyone's like, oh, shit, fuck. And so they get rid of the clan. And look, I'm not even going to bother with this. Draga is a fucking Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. That's all her purpose is. She just serves to end the episode when it's convenient. I mean, she sorts out the fucking enemy aliens and then she fucking heals all of the thorn. Just man. (laughs) At least this brilliant moment where they fucking. One of the girls asks Draga, can you heal the others? And her response is just a deadpan, yes. And then she fucks off and goes and heals the others.
0: Yeah, you just see her walking from hot to hot. Well, (laughs) slithering. Slithering from hot to hot healing. No leggy. But, um... Uh, yeah. Wow. Then they push off because, but if by being here they're putting the thorn in danger, and because they can move to another place with no more aliens, so that they can have another episode. So episode three, they find basically a big stone waypoint left by the uh, the the ancients, which draga touches and absorbs some kind of knowledge from possibly. Hard to tell.
1: Yeah, just a bunch of lightning strikes it and it's like woo and none. Like a big fucking like tablet I guess. Just a giant stone tablet just kind of crashes yeah. over, and it's hanging off a pit, and so it's like, and, "Oh shit, we better get that back up."
0: And RJ almost dies. Is it RJ? Yeah, it's RJ. Okay, asshole just call McGee- him Harrison. Harrison. Harrison.
1: Harrison is what everyone calls him.
0: Harrison yeah. almost dies, and is rescued by this uh, this this mud lady, um, uh, which apparently like, means... yeah, that this she-
1: is where asshole McGee becomes his most asshole.
0: Which apparently means that she now owns him. Yeah, it's. And when we say own, it's
1: more... It's more relationship, marriage kind of thing rather than slavery, basically. Yeah. It's this bizarre thing of it's like they're trying to set up an alien society with its own rules and culture. And Gus is there to just basically say, oh, well, in actuality, this planet, this goes happens with this.
0: The problem with this is that this alien race never feels more like a bunch of people standing around in a field
1: yeah they don't do anything they (laughs) just kind of stand there and they're covered in mud to what off insects whatever is it or some kind of bullshit like that explanation just so that they can reveal at the end that they're actually like Tall, yeah. blue-coloured, like, cyan-coloured humanoid yes. characters. He
0: spends the entire episode rejecting her, and then finally, when he's free of her, she was hot all along. And it was well, at that
1: point that I said, fuck off, and out the fucking browser window, because I, <laughs> I'm sorry, you
0: don't do this. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I get what they were trying to do. The moral of the story was supposed to be... Don't judge ah, a book by its cover. But coffee. she's beautiful on the inside. But yeah, no, it's, it's, the, the judge is Beauty is on the inside is, and don't judge a
1: book by its cover. Those are the two things. But yeah. then it ends up being not that because yeah. of how Harrison
0: acts. But it's, well, it's not merely that. It's the fact that she is somehow redeemed by beauty. Yeah. It's...
1: It, it tries to be... Beauty is on is on the inside and um, don't judge a book by cover, but it ends up being ha ha ha, girls are hot.
0: Yeah. I mean if, if they had found some other way of doing it, like it turns out that she has she is No 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 no. It doesn't it's not ha ha, ha girls
1: are hot. It's ha, ha ha, girls are hot so long as they aren't short and like yeah. salt looking, like chubby looking or whatever. Yes. Covered in mud <laughs> like it's, well, okay, I don't know how many natural people out there just kind of go about covered in mud. But I mean, like, the whole point and message of it completely misses the mark.
0: Yeah. It's uh, it's astonishing. It-, it also kind of,
1: it rejects this, the, the more important one of accepting people for who they are yeah, as well.
0: exactly. It completely ignores that. Which is... No.
1: And this no. is supposed to be educational, mind. Yeah, this can was we, the this was put, the moral of the
0: story. I did not
1: understand that this was meant to be an educational thing until Mark had read out the history thing. This
0: isn't an educational thing. It's nowhere
1: close the, to an educational thing. The
0: closest thing. element you've got is that there is a moral to each episode. But, Supposedly. But children's cartoons do that anyway because of FCC regulations. <laughs> And when the best thing you've got in your press release is "look, look how FCC regulation f- um uh, uh, un- acceptable this show is," you've got a problem. So anyway,
1: apart from the whole Harrison thing, uh, nothing happens.
0: <laughs> well, um, the main
1: enemy bad guys yeah. come in, and they beat them up. There's a brief moment of, oh no, they've got Goss and the other one. <laughs> don't care at this point. And they go and save them and then everything's fine and stuff like that. And Harrison saves the other one that he supposedly belongs to, which makes them... It annuls the things I guess. The bond that they have. Surely it would mean that the... only. Each other Which thus means that they are other, belonging but... to each other. That would make more sense. That's not
0: how. Well, it it's... seems it's... to assume... positives don't make a negative. I mean, it seems to assume that relationships in this society are somehow. Based on...
1: Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Through this, the alien society... No one gets a relationship... Unless one of them is in a (laughs) life-changing... Like danger... And thus... (laughs) They only get a relationship... If the one who has a crush on them... Saves them. Like that's...
0: And... If... The reverse ever happens... Relationship over. Yeah. (laughs) That seems a little bit off You can't save your partner... Or you will lose your partner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you don't save your partner, you lose your partner.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't matter, because all they'd be doing anyway was standing around in in a muddy field.
1: Yeah, they're not actually shown to do anything other than just kind of sit about. I think about they and... might
0: have a hut at some point.
1: Oh yeah, there's multiple huts that they live in. Yeah,
0: but, but... I mean, they exist purely so that they can be burned down by the... Uh... Yeah, they're, they're just <laughs> the there to be mildly
1: bothered by the villains and also to give Harrison a reason to be an arsehole.
0: Yeah. It's... it's No, it do, it doesn't work. Episode 4 sort of works? Well,
1: we, we forgot to close off the arc, as it were, because at the end of episode 3, the enemy villains are locked away in a... Uh, area that has a stargate but no controls for the stargate meaning they can't escape but yes, then somehow they will the they others will escape. eventually well yeah and it's a bleeding hot planet and they're like oh you couldn't live on this planet for more than 15 minutes and yet they do um and so, yeah, it ends with them being stuck there, and then episode four, it immediately forgets about all of that, and now we're on to our next bit.
0: Well, it's to be fair... There's... Continuity for three episodes, and then, ah,
1: fuck it, right?
0: Yeah, th- it's kind of jarring how uh, it goes from having this through line for the first three episodes, and then the fourth episode, it starts with, Haha, it's RJ's birthday! Ah, oh, thanks for remembering my birthday! <laughs> No mention of the fact that they're being chased through time and space. They've have dime the time they are.
1: Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It is mentioned that they're on the planet that they're on well, so that no one will actually see them or catch them there. Right. There is a like they are there because there is a low chance of anyone yeah, finding yeah. out okay. that they're there.
0: But this leads to um I can't even remember what his name is. Alien dude. Echo. Echo. This leads to Echo getting very angry because he hates birthdays, because nobody came to his birthday party as a kid, because <laughs> everyone on Earth is racist. Oh God,
1: sorry. I've just. I'm not laughing because everyone on Earth is racist. I'm laughing because of the reaction that Echo has, because it's this wonderful setup it's... of Echo being asked about birthdays, to which it zooms in on Echo, and then we get this flashback scene of. Him In his home, a like with a birthday party with his mum and his dad, and um, like, um,
0: uh, his mum's on the phone, and apparently, every single um guest who has been invited has cancelled because of toothache,
1: yeah. And it fades out of that all wobbly because of nostalgia thing, and it just kind of like pretty much hard cut, and then an Echo just goes. No, and he just fucking storms <laughs> off, and it is beautiful. It's the most fucking. It's just so jarring. Shit.
0: Yeah, it's I brilliant. Mean, there's the jarring from this happy, ha ha, birthday to racism. Yeah, there's that too? It's also jarring.
1: Well, I mean, I suppose that one's intentional because it's supposed to be like kind of a sort of like, oh man, echoes. Childhood was really shit. Because he wasn't human and everyone on Earth is an asshole, which is actually true.
0: Echo says that he is. Uh, he doesn't feel at home on Earth, so they decide he should visit his homeworld. Hroth. 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 Uh, this show is
1: great for creating a lot of names that are just literally unpronounceable. nounceable
0: Yeah, that's generally the way things work with uh, Stargate. Thanks, sci-fi. I mean, when I say character is called Teal'c, it's kind of like T-apostrophe-e-a-l-c. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, they go to his homeworld to ostensibly see if there is uh, data oh, yeah. on the, the, the this, enemy. yeah, this
1: homeworld is... It's been attempted to be invaded so many times by various races that they now just shoot at any Outsiders by default and the entire place is on lockdown, which, I mean, that's fair enough, to be honest. But they contradict themselves so many times in this episode.
0: Yeah, so basically they warp in and, oh my God, Outsiders, quick, close the iris that we should have closed to keep Outsiders out. Well, no, it was, oh... Who's contact shows?
1: Oh, it's Stargate. It's 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 Stargate commands. Oh, I'll open it up then. And then fucking Gus and Echo come out. And they're like, close the iris.
0: You there, outsiders. And it's like... Oh, good lord. I- uh. So they spend the episode calling uh, Echo a half-breed and... Uh, it turns out that they have their own shape-shifting inserted uh, spy from the bad guys. Oh no, it's still the same one. It's the exact same shapeshifter. No, it's not yes, the it same is. shapeshifter. It is. I think it's just another shapeshifter. No, nope, it's, it's the
1: same shapeshifter. It's got the exact same voice and it's got the exact same appearance. It's another. I it's don't the exact... think
0: it's supposed to be the same guy.
1: It is. It's the same guy because he's in cohorts with the clan or whatever. I think they are all right. Dark Hill, an alien who is the leader of the clan. He is allied to the shapeshifter Nephistis to capture alien creatures for reasons unknown. It's the same shapeshifter, my dude.
0: It's the same one. Why is it the same one? How can he be on these two planets at the same time? Well, there's, it's
1: obviously not at the same time, is it? Yes. There's obviously... No, there's clearly time... like there was a stretch of time going on between these two clearly once the show moved away from the perspective of Starbase Stargate Command I want to say Starbase Command for some reason Stargate Command he's obviously right, fucked off at some Co- point
0: but Stargate Command do they not notice that this scientist guy he, he was uh, pretending to be has disappeared
1: no they didn't even acknowledge the fact that there was a shapeshifter in the first place. So, yeah, but even though he talked right in front of the security cameras and explained the entire plot. So well, uh,
0: that's true. I mean, this this episode works most because they take a moment to breathe.
1: Yes. This one, like unlike the previous three episodes where they attempted to cram as much as possible within the 30-minute timeline, which I noted really, as much as I don't want it to be, it needs a one-hour time slot. It needs that extra <laughs> length to explain everything, and also it would mean they don't have to spend three episodes on this one arc that actually goes nowhere.
0: Well, it d- really doesn't help the first arc that they they try to set up a status quo in the first five minutes to shatter it, and five minutes is not enough time to set up your status quo. No. It doesn't work. <laughs> we don't know what's going on if you're only showing us these quick snippets. Uh, and this episode takes a few minutes to sit around and to talk about what the characters are feeling. and
1: Mainly Echo.
0: What Echo is feeling. Because it's
1: mainly like flashbacks back to his past. Yeah, and to childhood. give
0: exposition about his race and his parents and childhood. It's good. His childhood. It, it builds backgrounds
1: and, and it makes him more likable yeah, as such.
0: This is actually a decent episode. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great episode, but no. it works.
1: It's better than
0: it's the ones that we functional. saw. Yeah. Which is more that, that can be said for the first episode and the two episodes that were basically the same episode twice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cliche bit of writing, but it's a pretty decent bit of story writing going in where Gus and Echo get thrown into a prison temporarily with some other dude who is in there. Uh, oh, God, what was it for? It was, he stole rations. Yeah, he stole rations, which is, like, the most, like, lowest possible reason for being in prison. And it's like, oh, stealing rations. Oh, J. oh, in laughter yeah. time for that one, mate.
0: Like, um, well, yeah, and I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, on a, on a here's the militaristic thing, planet is desperate.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. It doesn't set up any kind of backstory that would make that, like, a, oh, that's terrible, that. It doesn't it kind true. of set up that kind of thing. But, it's just, I mean, he's, just kind of stealing rations. And it's like, oh, bloody Al, mate. Fucking give us a rest, would you like?
0: I mean, he's there purely to to throw racial slurs at... Yeah, uh, he's there
1: just mainly to bother Echo.
0: Yeah, uh, to Echo and um, Gus.
1: Yeah, but mainly Echo. Because, I mean, he's, he's great. Because it's... So, being called half-breed by the other prisoner throws Echo off the edge, pretty much. And we get to see the unique thing about his... Uh, race, at least on the alien side of it, where they can basically, I guess, sharpen themselves oh, yeah. on command and yeah. just gain spikes coming out of everything for combat, which is a thing that he does not do in the previous episodes for some reason. Despite being in combat in all three episodes. It's almost as if they're avoiding having any kind of actual fighting in this because they want to make it good for the FCC and have it that gentle bit educational.
0: Yeah, and because it's cheaper to just zap things. Yeah, and with a stun gun. People get zapped a lot with stun guns. Good luck. Nobody knows how to kill anyone in this thing, which makes sense for a kids' show, but it means that there's no peril going on in mm. any
1: of these battles. But going on to the cliche bit of writing that's pretty decent for the show, at least, <laughs> it's, um... So, I guess fucking Echo hackers or he. Fucking sharpens up the other the prisoner gets sharpens up as well because he's like oh shit fucking fighting are we and Gus is just like Whoa echo play nice and that echo is through and we, heh, echo and we y- y- get another flashback and we see Ch- kid echo fucking Holding a one of the bullies that <laughs> called him uh, like a bunch of like mean shit Earlier on, that we saw in another flashback, just fucking holding him by the fucking neck of his shirt, really menacingly, and about to punch him with the spiked fist, and the kid's fucking terrified, rightfully so. And him, his mom is just on the, um, on the doorstep just behind him, and she's like, "Echo, play nice," and that comes kind of comes back, and he's like, she, he, she sharpens himself, and he's like you're right, I should play nice. And it's just like, fuck, that's a good bit. That's a good bit. That's a good bit. But it's also cliché as balls.
0: Although this bit also comes to the moral. This is where the moral of the episode is first uh, said, which is that... uh, Home is where the friends are. Yeah, home, home is, is a, Home doesn't necessarily have to be a place; it can be a group of people.
1: Ohana oh, means family. Oh, family means <laughs> nobody gets left behind oh, or forgotten. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I hate that film so much. <laughs> um. Uh, so basically, um, the bad guys attack. Uh, Echo and Gus uh, pick up some weapons and then instead of shooting locals shoot a bunch of bad guys out the sky. Uh, this gives them enough um, this gives the locals enough faith in them to take them to a pyramid that's supposedly a damned uh, alien ship. Oh yeah, we get to see
1: a weird teleporter thing where they stand in a big circle and a bunch of fucking like Aztec-looking yeah, stones aztec looking yeah of the
0: aztec ring teleporter thing Go i down. think that's an effect from either the movie or sg1 that was then really badly rendered in animation but i, I mean, can't remember even then it's
1: kind of cool
0: it's <laughs> it's yeah. very neat nice. well, it the also thing.
1: reminds me of something that i would find in a video game
0: that's true also uh Let's face it, any cool touches like that are always them trying to ape the prop work and the special effects work in in Stargate. I mean, they try to do the
1: the scawoosh thing that the stargate does yeah. when it activates
0: um and there is a gorgeous effect from the stargate itself where there's just kind of this water style whoosh going out when the pressure because it's i assume it's down to the pressure difference between the two sides of the stargate so it kind of has this water blowout mm. uh, appearance when you um when of the uh, kind of the membrane, the the uh, sparkly wormhole bit, um, and this does not look good when animated. <laughs> it doesn't work, but then nothing in this uh, show looks good when animated. This is possibly one of the ugliest we've done. It's not as bad as Sumos. No, but Sumos it's, was the thing. Is is we're in? We're
1: talking about a. Two thousand zero Deke cartoon, and all two thousand zero Deke cartoons, apart from the ones that are in 3D CGI, look exactly the same. You say that, but
0: this one looks especially
1: cheap. It is slightly lower quality and, than Alienators.
0: Yeah, I Alienators had a bit more polish to it. This looks very scratchy and rushed. Hmm. Which it probably was, because there is this very set deadline, and Yeah, <laughs> too much. Um, can't have been made in very longer time. I
1: just realised we stopped talking about episode four. Yeah, so probably, let's finish this episode This episode's all over the place. It We're recording at, like, past midnight. I'm That's... sorry,
0: but when is an episode we do not all over the place?
1: Good point. <laughs> but um, episode four basically happens as um, they go down into this secret bunker-type area where there's a whole yeah. bunch of shit there, like ooh, magical crystal things that have information, but we don't know how to get the information, so why the fuck are you holding it? And... and then it turns out that one of the dudes that they were with, that the alien guys, turns out to be the shapeshifter. Oh, no. And then buggers off with something and drops a bomb yeah. that isn't actually a bomb. Yeah. Because it as turns it turns out, out the... everything in there is not actually real. It's yeah. just plastic as a kind of, uh, I guess, like a faith test. Like, this so entire room don't...
0: is just a test. Yeah. This entire recreation of a enemy ship pyramid thing is... Is a mockery.
1: I mean, hey, like, props to them; they did a good job. Everything yeah, looks real,
0: but I mean, it's just, it's just such a pathetic twist.
1: Yes, it's, it's, it just nullifies any kind of tension that might have happened from the shapeshifter buggering off with the stuff, because yeah. the shapeshifter buggers off with the stuff and tosses the bomb, and it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? Then it turns out, it's like, don't worry, it's all fake. It's like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry. Um,
0: yeah, don't worry. Unlike, unlike which, a Stargate Command, we actually do have guards and they are properly animated. So which is the thing? they'll like, catch
1: him. They lost the chance to do a good comedy skit. It would be not a good comedy skit, but for the show it'd be good. A comedy skit involving the enemies looking at the goods and then finding out they're fake. And then they get to scold the shapeshifter for it or whatever. Yeah. Like, they could... The enemies need to be more humorous, by the way. I'm just going to say that. They're far too serious and dead set on just bothering everyone. They well, they don't do anything that, otherwise. But, but
0: like, they're also not threatening. Yeah, that's a good point. They, they they sort of comedy villains without the comedy. Well, I mean, because we, we never
1: have any kind of flipbacks over to their perspective on what they're doing, just only occasionally when yeah. they happen to be left to their own devices due to something that the Stargate team did.
0: Yeah, I mean we, we do see the main villain in his laboratory occasionally. Uh, but aside from that it's it's nothing. We just he he it's no real menace to it. No. And Oh man.
1: So they bugger off out of the fake room of fakeness for and for some reason they power up the Stargates, Echo and uh What's his face goes back in. Uh, oh, sorry, we forgot to mention the plot left twist that's happening. The B plot that isn't really a B plot because it happened. It cuts back to it approximately twice, wherein after um, the big dude whose name I've already forgotten and Echo go through the Stargate into Echo's home planet. Lightning strikes the Stargate, which somehow causes it to be destroyed. Well, you see that, and they fix it by just having Harrison perform a MacGyver-style power adapter to it, which connects it up with electricity, and now somehow it's working well, again.
0: Well, s- I mean that's kind of explainable with how Stargates work in Stargate, because you've basically got the ancient alien technology, and then there is added he- modern technology to it to control the alien ancient alien technology right just basically lots of gears and pulleys to um rotate the gate in the correct manner that so this is basically front.
1: another thing that isn't explained within the cartoon but isn't explained but is explained in other stargate things that are actually canon yep because this cartoon isn't even canon yeah so i guess that's why they didn't really care
0: They yeah it just it's it's not yeah that's the end of the episode pretty much <laughs> yeah we don't have anything That's more to say. What we That's had. pretty much the end of the
1: episode. Um, Echo and Goss, his name is now, comes like through the Stargate portal, and he's like, "Oh, I fixed it." And, did you? Wow, that looks shit. So, and then he's like, "Oh, they, I realised Earth isn't my home. Earth is with you, or whatever." Ha 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 And uh, yeah. then it ends.
0: Um. Yeah. This didn't work, did it? No. This wasn't a good uh, show at all. Uh. I wish. is a shame because the premise is solid.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Um. But, I mean, there's not enough budget. There's just not enough attention to detail. There's kind of this weird attempt to make an action show out of something that should perhaps be a little more contemplative or at least a bit more exploratory. And, I mean, I, I'm i not surprised it was cancelled so quickly because I just don't think anyone would... Be that interested in watching this at eight in the morning well
1: i mean to directly quote the wikipedia article the animation had a low viewership rating and a poor reception yeah that says everything It just didn't
0: it's i mean you could argue that it's the first thing on a brand new network and therefore was probably doomed anyway but no <laughs> it just wasn't going to work was it no. So say it's 2018, how would you go about making a modern version of this that does work? Now
1: I like that you answer you asked me this. Fully knowing, I know fuck all about Stargate. Yeah. Okay. How am I going to make an improved version for 2018 when I don't know a single thing about actual Stargate Canon?
0: That's a good question.
1: Also, there is actually a new Stargate thing coming out in twenty eighteen. Well, that's true, but I mean that's
0: a that's a sort of proper. St- uh, well, no. it's a prequel. Let's say yeah, yeah, and MGM are mucking it up by making it kind of a ten minute mini series thing, and then trying to sell their new network by offering ten minute episodes of Stargate.
1: It seems weird. I'm not sure, but basically, from what I've seen of SG one, it does seem like a dumb goofy thing that I need to have a look at at some point.
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's, it's I mean it's certainly notable sci-fi. enough.
1: Yeah, I mean it's certainly notable enough for being the second fiddle to Star Trek, which is interesting in itself to be honest. Yeah. I kind of want to see what it does differently, personally.
0: I mean this is to be honest, I think this would be quite simple to remake in 2018. Mm. You just because we're at a point now where because we're no longer tied to Saturday morning slots, Mm. Uh, cartoons can have continuity.
1: Cartoons are also no longer viewed as specifically a thing for kids nowadays. Yeah. Which means that you could very easily make it more in line with actual Stargate viewers. To that point, you could make it part of the fucking canon. Yeah.
0: But I mean, you could make it. You could definitely make it kind of kid-friendly and adult, fr- or at least kid-oriented, adult-friendly mm. uh, adventure series that has kind of a slow, slower burn. But uh, all the important plot points: the uh, them the being framed for a, a crime they didn't commit, and adventuring from world to world.
1: So basically, what you're saying is the same but improve the animation quality and art style and also make it go for a bit slower yeah, and actually slow expand thing on things that happen beforehand.
0: Spend a couple of episodes in each location. I mean, look at... Uh, it worked for um, Avatar. Uh,
1: oh, you mean the Last Airbender yes, I don't cartoon, the- not the... <laughs> two possible Shyamalan ding-dong fucking movies. Uh,
0: no. <laughs> um, I mean... Oh,
1: wait, Avatar the movie wasn't M. Night. Was, it? was uh, it? No, it wasn't. It was someone else, wasn't it?
0: No, Shyamalan did the oh, Avatar The Last Bender yeah. movie. Well, yeah, I know he did the Airbender, but uh, I'm talking about Dave, uh, Na'vi. The guy I keep meaning th- trying to call David Cameron, but is actually... James Cameron. James Cameron. Um, That's
1: who I'm confusing it with.
0: Did uh, Avatar. Right. But not Avatar. They're basically or in Avatar. the
1: same category. Let's just kind um, of face
0: it. Let's just say Voltron instead of Avatar, because it's closer <laughs> to I mean, if you could make something like this. Ah, another
1: show I've not seen.
0: If you could make something like this, but along the same lines as Voltron, where there is Or
1: Avatar the Last Airbender Nickelodeon. Yeah. Well, I've this... seen that cartoon, so I can actually read some kind of like comparisons there myself. Well, it's,
0: it's the same producers. Yeah.
1: So you if know. you
0: got the avatar producers
1: mm.
0: to do this, you would have something that was a bit more slow burn. You'd have actual character development. You'd mm. have likable characters. Mm. Uh, you'd have interplay between the characters, which this show does not have. They are just yeah, they just
1: they so are just. You there. need you need a proper team that has personalities that occasionally clash with each other, yeah. but otherwise they come together as a team despite their differences. Bounce off each other. Yeah. They need... There needs to be an actual dynamic.
0: Yeah, and there just. But isn't... here, it's
1: just nothing.
0: It just isn't anything here. It can be salvaged, but this thing is a write-off.
1: So, with that in mind, where do you think it should go on the ranking list?
0: Ah, uh, I hadn't thought about this one yet. Um, well, obviously, the easiest co- Obviously, the easiest uh, comparison would be Alienators. Is this better or worse than alienators? This is a difficult choice, but personally
1: I think like I, I think I might kind of prefer this over alienators. I I don't blame you. because here's the thing as much as the first three episodes were shit of the show, the fourth episode was relatively engaging and that has me a bit more interested in it. I'm curious to see where the fuck this show goes. I mean I know it doesn't go anywhere because all of the major <laughs> plot points didn't get tied up due to it being canceled. But I I kind of want to know how like what happens in the later episodes and like if they kind of continue this trend of being vaguely interesting and yeah, having yeah. genuinely decent writing for once.
0: Well, it it also helps that it's a better premise. Yeah. Alienators has a terrible premise.
1: Well, I mean, it's just alien. It's just evolution again, but animated yeah. with comic sidekicks.
0: Alienators is evolution, but uh, basically stating that oh no, at the end of evolution they didn't beat the aliens, but now for some reason the alien menace is controllable. It just doesn't function very well. I mean, this the fact is there is an alien creature that can just expand exponentially, and somehow they just wait for it to keep coming back.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they don't just stop scopes. (laughs) That's a bad premise. Yeah. It doesn't work. And also, like, honestly, Alienators wasn't that engaging.
0: No, no, it was a bit dull.
1: A lot of things about it were better, and that's kind of why it succeeded a bit more as a cartoon, but...
0: The designs weren't good. And no, and also, like... The characters were all annoying, despite being given heavy characterization.
1: As shit as the writing and plot in Stargate Infinity is, it holds up better than yeah. Alienators does. Yeah. What's, so, above, uh, what's yeah,
0: above Alienators? In
1: that case, if it's better than Alienators, is it better than Sabrina the Animated Series? No. Well, there we go. <laughs> Well, that sorted that out then. In at number 10, Stargate Infinity.
0: Stargate Infinity doesn't have Nick Bakai.
1: That's what it comes down to. That's a very good point, and I will take it on as much.
0: Nick Bakai, co writer of Paul Blart Cop 2. Wait, he is? You didn't know? I'm sure we mentioned it on the episode. (laughs) Well, then. I think
1: that about wraps it up for this episode. Yes. So, if you enjoyed this episode, or this podcast in general, give us a uh, little shout out to your friends. Tell your friends about us. Uh, give us an iTunes review and all of that business. Uh, subscribe to us if you've not already. You can do it through iTunes, or you can do it through your regular podcatching app, or even through Google Play Podcasts if you have access to that. Uh, we certainly don't. But it's on there anyway, we work towards that. And also you can check out our other stuff at mostlycobbles.com, that is mostlycobbles.com. So Mark, what have we got next week?
0: Well, we've got another episode that's out of this world. Haha, <sighs> <sighs> I kill me.